Pastor Chris's podcast. I'm excited to invite Micah Ward to be our speaker today. Micah is a Dalton native who graduated from North Whitfield High School in 1974. He attended Dalton Junior College before graduating from Georgia Southern in 1979. He's an Air Force veteran and is retired from Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Since his retirement, he and his wife, Catherine, have lived in Colorado and also in Florida and now presently are in Tennessee. They have three daughters and six grandsons. And um, I have felt God leading me to invite Micah to speak. Uh, I never heard him speak before this morning at the early service, but he is a writer and he writes some wonderful pieces. And I know his heart for Christ and know his heart for showing people the simple faith of following the Lord. And so through that relationship, I said, yes, he's the person that I want to have come today. So we're excited to invite Micah to come up and speak to you today. Um, As he comes, we pray, Lord, that your words would speak through him and you would give us a heart to hear and obey. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm nervous. Not quite as nervous as I was at nine, but I'm still, yeah, I got some butterflies going. Uh, for those of you that, uh, that don't know me, I'm not an ordained minister, uh, unless you count the internet thing I did a couple of years ago so I could perform a wedding ceremony. Um, for those that do know me and remember me from years ago, you may be wondering, what is he doing up there? Uh, I won't lie to you, the thought has crossed my mind this morning too. Uh, but I'm here, and uh, I want to start in the Old Testament from Psalms 119. Verse 31, this is my prayer today. Lord, don't let me make a mess of things. When Chris called and asked me to speak, I thought about you know, the homecoming service and the idea of homecoming and honoring the previous generations that have gone before us. And when you think about homecoming, at least for me, I think about simple times going back to a simpler way of life, uh, maybe not necessarily a better way of life, but simple ideas and uh, uh, simpler lifestyle. And that works for me because I'm a simple person. Uh, I like simplicity, or as that great philosopher Forrest Gump said, I am not a smart man. So anything that's simple reaches out to me. Um, I thought about the... Th- the uh, simplicity of what it takes to follow Jesus, of what it takes to live a Christian life. Um, For me, it boils down to three very simple things. Love others as yourself, forgive others as many times as necessary, and temper your judgment with compassion and love and forgiveness. Let's first talk about love. In uh, Matthew 22, Jesus is approached by some of the uh, local religious leaders. And in the uh, Living Bible translation, I thought this is very interesting, uh, it says that a lawyer asked Jesus what is the greatest commandment. Now, I thought it was interesting that they used the term lawyer because, you know, that indicates somebody that is very concerned with the rules, very concerned with the laws, and wants to know what is the greatest commandment. And Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. 
And the second greatest is like the first, is to love others as yourself. And if you obey these two commandments, you will fulfill all the laws and commandments of the prophets. Now, there's two things that, that, I, uh, that I like about that passage. The first is that Jesus wasn't asked for the second greatest commandment. He was only asked for the first. But he thought that second commandment was so important to love others as yourself that he went ahead and gave it without being asked. It was almost like there's commandment number one, love God, and 1B, love others as yourself. Now the second thing that got me in that passage is what Jesus did not say. You know, Jesus said love others as yourself, period, end of sentence, no exceptions. He didn't say love others as yourself, <laughs> love others as yourself except for that group over yonder and these people that act this way over here, you don't have to love them. Uh, the guy that annoys you at work, you don't have to love him. And that lady who lets her dog answer the call of the wild there in your front yard every afternoon, you don't have to love them. No, Jesus said love others, period. No exceptions. And, you know, I'll be honest, there are some people that are hard to love. I'm not going to lie to you, there's some people I don't want to love. But I don't have a choice, do I? Not when Jesus says that the second greatest commandment is to love others as yourself. Catherine and I were attending a church uh, down in Statesboro when we lived down there. And the pastor was talking about the concept of grace one Sunday morning. And here's what he said. He said, there is nothing you can do to make God love you any more than he already does. And there is nothing you can do to make him love you any less. Now that's worth repeating. There's nothing you can do to make God love you any more than He already does, and there's nothing you can do to make Him love you any less. Now, certainly you can do things that will disappoint God. I've been there, I've done that. I've got a couple of t-shirts that commemorate the occasion. But God still loves me. He may be disappointed, but He still loves me. And that's what He calls on us to do, to love those that we find unlovable, to love those that disappoint us to love those that we don't even want to. And part of, of loving others as yourself goes right into the second thing I want to talk about, and that's forgiveness. Uh, in Matthew 18, Peter asks Jesus how many times we should forgive people who sin against us. Seven times? Jesus said, no, you forgive seven times seventy. No Forrest Gump up here can do that math. Seven times 70 is 490. That doesn't mean that 490 is the limit. That doesn't mean that when somebody sins against you on the 491st time, all bets are off, you don't have to forgive anymore. No. Jesus is talking about endless forgiveness. An example. Uh, Catherine and I travel a lot. Uh, we drive all over the country, got this four-door pickup truck, we put the dog in the back seat, and off we go. And uh, I got satellite radio. I uh, love satellite radio. We got all these music channels, sports, news, entertainment, whatnot. And that's great for keeping you occupied when you're driving across those desolate places like Kansas and West Texas 
and I-16 from Macon to Savannah. Uh, and one day we were in Colorado and scrolling through the channels and I hit the Catholic channel. And they were interviewing Cardinal Timothy Dolan from New York City. And Cardinal Dolan was talking about forgiveness. And he was talking about God's forgiveness. And he says, we will get tired of asking God to forgive us long before God gets tired of forgiving us. That's pretty strong. We will get tired of asking God to forgive us long before God gets tired of forgiving us. Now if you think about that, and then also bring with it what we pray in the Lord's Prayer. You know, in the King James Version, we ask God to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I'm nervous. Um, sometimes I think we might pray that and not really think about what it means. I know I'm guilty of that for, for many years. And uh, then I ran across this passage. This is the same, same passage, but it's in the Living Bible. And it's a little bit more blunt, I think, than the King James Version. It says, forgive us our sins just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. In other words, we're asking God only to forgive us as much as we're willing to forgive others. Now, whether it's the King James Version or the Living Bible, that is a, uh, a tough standard, either way it's worded. Just like there are some people that are hard to love, there's some people that are hard to forgive. Uh, again, people that we don't even want to forgive, but then God doesn't give us that choice, does He? He tells us to forgive. It's a simple concept. It's maybe not all that uh, easy to do, but it's a simple concept. The last thing I want to talk about is judgment. Uh, John chapter 8, one of my, my favorite uh, scenes from the Bible. Jesus is preaching at, uh, at one of the temples, and local religious leaders bring this woman to him, a woman who's been caught in the sin of adultery. And they tell Jesus, the law of Moses says this woman should be executed. And at that time, the execution was done by stoning. And so they asked Jesus, what, what do you say? And they were trying to trap him into saying something that they could disagree with. Well, Jesus, at that point, knelt down on the ground. And he knelt, and he wrote in the dust. And he was silent. And they asked him, what do you say? What, you know, what, what are we going to do? And finally, Jesus stood up, and he said, you're right. She should be executed. That's what the law says. So let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And he knelt back down and he continued right in the dust and those accusers gradually walked off one by one. And when they were gone, he stood up and he asked the woman, is there nobody left to condemn you? And she said, no, they've gone. So Jesus said, I don't condemn you either. Your sins are forgiven go forth and sin no more. Now, some people uh, like to look at that and think that it's a, uh, a lesson that we should not judge. Uh, I'm not so sure. Because when Jesus stood up that first time, He pretty much judged everybody in sight. When He told them, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. 
He judged the hearts of those Pharisees. They knew they had been judged, and that's why they left. They knew they couldn't rise to the standard that Jesus was calling them. And when he told the woman, your sins are forgiven, that was an acknowledgement that, that yes, she had sinned. And when he told her to sin no more, again, that was an acknowledgement that she had sinned in the past. Jesus didn't shout at anybody. He didn't point fingers. He didn't call names. He very gently and with compassion and forgiveness judged those people. Now, I've often wondered when the, when the woman left, did she sin no more or did she ever sin again? Um, probably she sinned. She was human. That's what we do. We're, you know, we humans, we sin. And we judge. Some of us judge harder than other people. Some of us judge harder than we should judge. But in John chapter 8, wait a minute, I've already done that one. See, this is what happens when you put an amateur up here. Uh, Matthew chapter 7. Uh, that famous uh, quote where Jesus tells people to remove the log from their own eye before they help their neighbor remove the speck from theirs. And right below that, he goes on to say, don't criticize and you won't be criticized. And then the New, Li New Living Translation puts it very bluntly. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Now again, that that's kind of punches you between the eyes, doesn't it? And that's a hard standard. How many of us can, you know, can stand up to that? We're going to be judged with the same standard that we use to judge others. So love, and forgiveness, and gentle judging. Those are simple ideas, just like I was talking about. Simplicity. Uh, simple ideas, but they're hard to do. You know, there's nothing complicated about the idea that we should love others. There's nothing complicated about the idea that we should forgive. And there's nothing complicated about the idea that we should temper our judgment with compassion and with love. We have the opportunity to do those three every day. To love, to forgive, to gently judge. We have the opportunity to do those every single day. And some days, we do all right. We do pretty good. And there's other days, we fail miserably. And what do we do on those days when we fail? Well, we simply ask for forgiveness. We pray, we ask for forgiveness, and we ask for an opportunity to do better tomorrow. To do it all again and do it better. And finally, I want to end back in the Old Testament. Proverbs 10, verse 19. Don't talk so much. Thank you. <laughs>